Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to WLPR. We're a couple seconds late, I guess I could say that. Um, but we're on um, my phone. I was dealing with some phone issues, so that's why we are on a little late this week. Um, I'm waiting for my uh, co-host to give a call in so that we can uh, continue the show. But uh, welcome to another week of WLPR. Uh, this is Q. Rook. Yo, what's up? What's going on? Oh, nothing. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How do I sound right now? I'm, I'm, you know, I've been working with a whole bunch of different inputs and different tone things and everything. How do I sound right now? Do I sound okay? Do I sound low? What's up? Yeah, you sound fine. All right, cool. But I think that my ROM is outdated again because I hear static on my end. Oh. <laughs> yeah, God love it. God love it. Well, you know, this whole, this whole Internet and technology and everything, we're going to get it all together. We're going to get it all together make it happen. What's going on, people? What's happening? What's going down? Well, uh, it's just been just an odd week. I haven't really been had my nose into the news this week. Um, I kind of sense that. Yeah, been dealing with some other issues. I actually went to a very beautiful wedding on what was that Sunday? Oh. So, uh, yeah, a lot of my energy was taken out of me this weekend. I uh, actually wound up going out on Saturday night went to the Mushulu for the Paper Street party. Um, I was only supposed to go for a little bit. Yeah, it didn't work out like that. Yeah, of course not. You got there. You ex- you probably it was probably one of them things where you're expecting to go out. You know what I mean? Go out there, hang out for a little minute, kick it for about an hour or something, and leave. But it never works out like that because you end up having fun, right? Well, you know what? We did the first part right. We actually left after two hours. About two hours, we tried to go. Okay. But uh, my girlfriend. Um, okay, let me start over. We get there. And, you know, I know Tommy with Paper Street. So he's like, oh, come on in. So we get in there. We get there before they actually open. So we get to the bar. It was an open bar, Red Bull and Vodka. Not the small cups of Red Bull and Vodka, but the beer-sized cups of Red Bull and Vodka. Oh, oh, the pint size. Yeah. Nice. So now was, was this a special treat because you knew the bartender or... No, that's their weekly special over at the, on the Mushulu on, on Saturday night. All right, so Saturday night over open open in Philly. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, because I, I, I had an incident, you know, uh, a drinking incident. You know, because when you know the bartender, you got to be careful when you go out to drink. Yeah. You know what do. I mean? When you know the bartender, you really got to be careful. Because uh, one time it was, uh, I think it was Labor Day weekend or something, me and my wife would go drinking at this restaurant. And, uh, you know, we out there drinking, sipping. So he was hooking us up. And you want to talk about those pint-sized glasses that you were drinking out of? We were drinking out of these, like, 24-ounce, like, big soda glasses. And he made us adios. Yeah. It's never and a good luck when you know the bartender. Dude, let me just tell you. By the time he got to the top of the glass, it was 95% alcohol in the glass, yo. Yeah. Yeah, but the beauty of knowing the bartender is you never know how much alcohol is in there. Like, they make sure you can't taste it. Well, see, that's the problem. Well, I mean, you know, you know you're going to get messed up. At least you don't taste it. Well, see, and then, my, and then me being me, you know, I was already tipsy. You know, the woman, she was already tipsy, so it was just like, yo, let's have another one. And what did we do? We had another one. And that's well, when really we turned up out like, alcohol. Don't you know that? Well, that's when we that's when we had it. That's when we had you know was praying to the porcelain gods and you know everything else that goes along with that. So there you go. Oh yeah, that was. I, I haven't done that in a while. I had to have in somebody like. I had to have somebody drive us home. You know, it was it was pretty bad, pretty bad. Had somebody well, drive I, me I, home. I, I, I had to have somebody drive me home in my car, and then I had to go pick up my car from their house the next day. Yeah, I haven't done that in a while, in a very long time. Oh, yeah, that was, a, that was the first time. and the last time I've ever done that. First yeah, it, you know, you, you're, for like 24 hours, you're like, I'm never drinking again. Right. Yeah, it's never a good look. Well, I ended up being designated driver that night. Oh, okay. Because I, ha- I only had two Red Bulls and vodkas. 
she had four. So as we left the Mishulu, she uh, calls her boyfriend. So apparently she wants to see her boyfriend. So she's asking him, where are you at? And he's like, just meet me at my house. She's like, no, where are you? Oh, my God, geez. So I take the phone. I'm like, all right, look, you know, where do you want to meet? He's in my house. She said, okay, I'm driving because obviously she's not. So I give her back the phone, and she calls him back, and she's still like, where are you, where are you? And I'm like, look, calm down. We're going to meet him at his house. So we get there. He offers us a hamburger, which is a lifesaver. And then he's like, Huh? Yeah, get some food in the system, system, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So then he offered, he offered, uh, he wanted to go to the Moroccan bar not too far from his house. So we go to the Moroccan bar. They apparently had a private party going on. We go there. There's like money all over the floor for the for the uh, the band. The band was great. All the people there were really nice. I'm sitting at the bar. I'm nursing one drink because I had the wedding to go to the next day. Um, so I'm sitting at the bar and everyone's smoking a hookah and you know drinking. The bartender's taking shots. Huh? I haven't done the whole, whole hookah thing yet. I've done it a couple times. It, it tastes much better than regular alcohol. I mean, than regular uh, tobacco. Okay. Now, real quick, I, I don't want to interrupt the story, but I got a quick question. Now, were uh-huh. you preserving? Were you preserving how many drinks you had because you knew you was going to drink at the wedding, or was this a? Uh, I didn't want to have. A, I didn't want to be. See, I was. I was taking pictures at the wedding. Okay. So I didn't want to be out of it because it was also outdoors and it was hot on Sunday. So I needed to be fine, like, you know, functional the next day in order to right. take pictures and to be out in the sun. Okay, okay. So that's right. why I, I nursed that one drink. Okay, continue on. I won't interrupt, I promise. So, um, so I'm sitting at the bar, and the bartender's taking shots. And every time he takes one, he says, this is my last one. So after the fourth time, I turn to him and I said, you said it like four at a time. So he pulls out another shot glass and gives me a shot of whatever he was drinking. And as I said earlier, it's rude to turn down alcohol. I took the shot. So we're still there, you know, and hanging out. And finally, I'm like, yeah, maybe we should go. I look at the time, and it's 5.06 a.m. Ooh. Ooh, 5.06 a.m.? We are walking outside, and, like, the sky, like the, the sun is like You see the line where the sun is starting to come up? Yeah, like that little blue-purple little thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the birds are singing. So we get in my girlfriend's boyfriend's roommate's car, and we drive back to my girlfriend's boyfriend's house. That's way too much going on. Well, yeah, whatever. We go back to the house. And uh, my girlfriend's boyfriend decides to jump on her car. Like In jest? Yes. Runs up the, the, the hood of the car, jumps on the roof, and runs down the trunk. Now, mind you, they live, he lives in a really nice neighborhood. His neighbors are Orthodox Jews. Okay. So they weren't too happy with the going on, going on at 5.15 in the morning. Right, so the woman, right. like, sticks her head out the window, like, excuse me, excuse me, could you, could you keep it down a little, excuse me? And I'm trying not to laugh in her face. Because, I mean... If you're really that upset about someone making all that noise, you don't go, kiss me, could you keep it down? No. Well, so finally, you know, that's, um... That's, that's, that's how an Orthodox Jew would handle it. Yeah, no, obviously they're not human. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm screaming, I'm yelling, I'm getting my point right. across. So, um, so my girlfriend's boyfriend's mother was staying at his house, sleeping on the couch. We apparently woke her up. Because he couldn't find the keys, and she opens the door and lets him in. The next morning, I had to brief everybody on what they did. Mm. We woke up at 11. The wedding, I had to be at the wedding at 2. So I had to get home, shower, decide what dress I was wearing, do my makeup, hair, and head back. Needless to say, I didn't get there at 2. And then, then, then that night I stayed out till 3 a.m. Drinking. Wow. Oh, 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 
Night Owl. So, so let me ask you a question. How did you miss the 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock hour? Like, was it just that much going on on Saturday night, or what What happened on Friday night? What night was it? Uh, that we went out to the to the uh, the Moroccan bar. How did I miss that one hour between 3 and 4? Well, how did you miss the two hours between 3 and 4 and 4 and 5? Because you didn't catch up until it was 5.06, so... Oh, well... What, what happens that you missed those whole, you know, two hours? I'm just sitting at the bar listening to um the the music. Like, that was it. Just just chilling, just relax. Yeah. Ain't nobody slipped nothing in your hookah or nothing. And no one slipped anything in my hookah. <laughs> I didn't miss anything. I was well aware. I counted some of the money on the floor. It was great. Nice. <laughs> Did you pocket any of it? No, of course not. Wait, no, wait. really, seriously, no, of course not. That didn't sound right. I really didn't pocket any money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no, that's I'm how I spent my weekend. Well, that's cool. I think I, I think I ain't do nothing but make people drinks all weekend, pretty much. That's what I did. No, actually, no. I have my I have my show. We actually did the the European. We have a, the the gaming league that I'm involved in is actually worldwide. And the uh, Europeans came into towns because they wanted us to shoot their shows the way we do it over here in America. So we sh- actually shot their shows on Friday and Saturday. That's what I was doing. And Sunday, uh, I, yeah, I worked a few hours at the restaurant where I bartend. Because I, I told I myself see. that I want to work harder, and I'm an idiot, but it's okay. Working seven days, going from working... No days a week to working seven days a week. It's kind of yeah. You're only supposed to do stuff part time, from what I remember when we were talking about. Yeah. Well, see what had happened was, you know. Uh huh. The old Kappa. What had happened was, go ahead. Right. You know, I want to. Speaking of which, old school stuff. I'm in the store the other day, and this lady hits me with a, a duh. You know, I used to say when somebody did something, you're like a duh. She hit me. With oh yeah. Oh, that's middle school. That's not. Oh, jeez. Yeah, she she brought it back when we a uh, duh. I was like, whoa. And not only that, but she was like a middle-aged white woman that did it. I was like, whoa. I was really taken aback. Like, okay, okay. You gave me with another duh. Okay, I get with that. But, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know how I ended up working seven days a week. I was trying to, you know, do a bunch of stuff. But, you know, things happen. I'm trying to get a house now and stuff. I'm trying to refocus my energies uh, into the financial realm and start doing things, you know, whatever. We'll see. I'm trying to get that credit credit score up to 800, you know, so I ain't got to put nothing down on the house and I get the best APR. We'll see. Oh, that's good luck with that. Well, you know, I'm I'm at, I'm, at, I'm close to 700 right now, so, you know, I got a couple more things I need to take care of, and I, sh- I should be all right. Oh, oh well, good. Yeah, I, I doubt if I'm a, yeah, I'm actually a black man with good credit. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it does because you married into it. Well, not really. You'd be surprised. <laughs> My credit score is better than hers. Okay, let's just say that. Let's just put it like that. My cre- I'm the one. I'm the one that made us get on track. Let's just put it like that. Okay. Oh, that nice. Whole thing about yeah, that whole thing about you know the white man, the black man gives the white woman with good credit. Uh no, we both our credit was jacked. Up. And it was a lot of my, uh, you know, it was definitely a team effort to increase our credit scores, but definitely a lot of motivation on my part. But yeah, so you know, working on doing that. I, I just watched, um, you know, I wanted to say something real quick because I watched, um, I don't know if last week I had watched a Tyler Perry movie, and we were talking about it. Was that? Oh, why did I get married? Yeah, why did I get married? So I, I watched another Tyler Perry movie because for some reason I just had them lined up in my Netflix. Um, and, um, yeah, so I'm watching this Tyler Perry movie. I watched uh, Daddy's Little Girl, which I believe came out before. Why did I get married? Well, I'm just seeing it now. So anyway, uh, I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, yo, this is a pretty good movie, yo. Like, I really enjoyed the movie. I actually ended up watching it twice because I made – you know, I kind of like, my wife really doesn't have much time, you know, between working, sleeping, taking care of the kid, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, she, you know, I'll kind of screen the movies out, and if it's good enough for us to watch, I'll, you know, make sure she watches it too. So Daddy's Little Girl, like the Simpsons movie came in, and I watched that. I was like, uh, hated it. So I said, yeah, like the Simpsons movie? I mean, it was all right. Like the first, like, 
half hour or 45 minutes was okay. The rest of it was like, all right, okay, this is just a really long show. And I, and I kind of got that when they teased us in the beginning of the movie. It was like, ha, who would pay money to go see something they could see on TV? Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, well, pretty much the same thing. So, you know, Well, they cursed in the movie, too. Yeah, and, you know, you saw Bart's penis. Like, who really cares? But, um... Yeah, so I, I, I sent that back because it wasn't really necessary for her to waste an hour and a half watching that. So, but Daddy's Little Girls, I found it, you know, I found it to be a very good movie, and I was like, yo, we need to check this out. Um, and you know what? It didn't, that movie, I don't, I don't know about in Philly. Um, I talked to my brother about it in Atlanta. You know, Atlanta, apparently it got run in Atlanta because, you know, Tyler Perry does everything in Atlanta. You know, Atlanta is the second chocolate city and, you know, whatever. But, um... It didn't get Daddy's Little Girls didn't get a lot of run, and I, and I figured out why. Why? It's because it's a positive black man movie. Like it's a it's it's a movie that gives you a good feeling about black men, and we can't have that in our society. Oh no 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 no, we can't we can't have people having good feelings about black men. That's why they're calling. Um, Obama, ghetto, and a terrorist. They don't know which one he want. They want him to be yet. They trying to figure out which one they want him to be. Well, because he's a baby daddy, and that preempts everything else. Yeah, I know. What was up with that though? Like, I watched that. Though. I just watched that. The whole thing with you know with the Fox talking about you know putting Obama's baby mama on there. Like, okay, I get the I get the alliteration. You know, the whole Obama baby mama. Like that was cute, but um. Don't do it if you don't know what a baby mama is. Well, did you see the clip where they where the woman confused Obama for Osama and then said, yeah. oh, I wish we could kill both of them? Exactly, and I saw that too. And, you know, I got a whole bunch of notes written down here that I want to talk about all that stuff because it's just that, I mean, it really, really, like, you know, and then the, the other part about it was the fact that she the way she tried to apologize. Like, when she apologized, she going to talk with some, um, it, it you know it was it was a joke it was a joke that she um you know kind of kind of ran away with that she was it was meant to be like a joke like she was trying to throw it away as a joke and one thing I need to realize about these people because somebody else said it well it was a joke um, I don't know if it was Don Imus or whatever but the you know some of these white people coming out here saying these things oh it was a joke like the whole chick the chick with Tiger Woods when she talked about the lynching oh that was a joke and. Now, you know, she's talking about, oh, you know, we all wish we could kill both of them. Oh, it was a joke. Well, guess what, white people? And I'm not just saying white people because black people do it too. When you're on front of the camera and you got a mic and you got an IFB in your ear and you got lights, cameras, action rolling, guess what? You're not among a group of your peers. You know, yeah, you, you, know can, make all the racist, you can make all the racist racial jokes you want to make in front of your crew when you're all sitting down at dinner and you're all having a glass of wine or you're at your house serving cheese and crackers. Go ahead and make all the racial jokes you, you want. But guess what? When you're in front of TV, you can't let all that stuff slip out. And that's what's happening, is that people are getting real comfortable in front of these cameras and stuff, and they're letting them true selves out. You know what? I, no, you know what was really going on? It's the fall of the gatekeepers. Remember the news used to be very, um, it was highly regulated. They knew exactly what was coming out of these people's mouths. There was, there was an editor. There was a writer. There was someone. Who, it, all this stuff was done that we wouldn't have to worry about this stuff. Now, all of a sudden, Fox News and everyone else, they're all using, they're just doing whatever they want to. They're saying whatever they want to and doing whatever they want to, and no one is filtering what's coming out of these people's mouths. Well, another part of it, too, is because a lot of, most of it's on cable. Cable, cable. Even then, even then. But cable, but see, that's the one thing you got to realize, that cable is is a growing and a superpower now compared to network TV, and network TV and cable have different rules that they live by. So, you know, back in the day, you know, 10, 15 years ago, when, you know, there were still people that could get TV reception with a regular antenna, and network TV was still out there and was the mass majority, you know, you had it so that people had to regulate that stuff. But now a lot of people are turning their attentions away from the network stuff. They're still regulating it to a certain extent. But the cable stuff has gotten so big that there's no real rules on, on, on cable. 
That's why you can curse, and that's why you can have certain, you know, television shows that show different certain things is because it doesn't have the same regulations. The FCC doesn't have the same regulations over it uh, as they do. But, but it's TV. different when it's ca- when it, when the category is it, when it's news. You see what I'm saying? Like when it's entertainment, I, it's a yeah. whole other it's a whole other section. But Fox I, News, whenever you use the word news. It, it's it's right. still reg- it's supposed to be regulated the same way. However, they're not doing that. Even like eight years ago, when the election was going on and everyone was watching the results, um, all the results were on point. They you know the state said that the that person won. They definitely won support and so on. Four years ago, the election after that, you went to sleep thinking what, the state went one way, and it actually went another way when you woke up. I'm telling you, all of, all of that is all that is a product of of it being on cable. Because sometimes, you know, because especially with cable is that you know cable is you know cable is essentially a subscription based uh, uh, media outlet and format. Not everybody gets all the Fox News channels. Not everybody gets MSNBC. You know, sometimes you got to subscribe to it. Sometimes it comes in your packages, and some people, you know, sometimes people get the news package where they get all this stuff. So that's why they can't, reg- you know, they don't have regularly because people are paying for this content specifically. So I mean, yeah, I understand, you know, it used to be and whatever, but you know, nowadays they ain't, they ain't got no 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 stuff over there. And it's, you oh, know, it looks what, like we have know? a we, it looks like we have a caller. Well, let's let's get that caller in because then I want to talk about Keith. Uh, Keith Oberman, too, because he said something that disturbed me, even though he was reporting on the stories. Hello, caller. Web girl? Hello? Hello, welcome to WLPR. You're on the air. Oh, you know what? The person might be using Skype, and it's not coming through. Oh. Hello, you there? Let me, I'm gonna hang up. See um, if they'll, they'll try it again. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Give us a call back again. Six four six seven one six eight six zero two. Try to get this connection going. But real quick, so Keith Oberman was the dude. Um, Keith Oberman was the dude that reported on, you know, one of the stories on MSNBC. And um, you know, he was talking about oh, you know, the baby mama thing. Oh, you know, oh, watch out. You know, this is for you know, for for white people, and what he said was for white, well, he said something like white Americans, and then he said, you know, for people like you and me, like referring, you know, referring to the to the viewers. He said people like you and me, and I got offended watching that because I'm like, yo, dude, guess what? I'm not white, but I'm watching this show. You see what I'm saying? Like, if mm-hmm. I had a national show, and I sat there and I said, and I'm sitting there and it's just me in front of the camera with the viewers to talk to, I'm not going to sit there and say, yeah, you know, just like that, black people, just like everybody, like you and me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to do that because I'm talking to all my viewers here. So why would I sit there and say you and me or me and you when he was referring to, you know, white people like like me? Like, I got offended by that because I'm like, dude, you got to realize that there are probably all ethnicities watching this show. And you can't just sit there and say white Americans like you and me. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. The world is ending. That's all I got to say. I know, right? <laughs> and then, you know, just when you think, just when you think, that's, that's the other thing too. I think, I think a lot, I think a lot of desensitizing is happening with a lot of the, um, with a lot of the racial stuff that's going on. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm myself, you know, you know. Because, you know, you got white people out there saying, you know, in this and in that, you know what I mean? You got people saying it. You know, you got black people that say it to white people. And, you know, especially with our young generation, you know, I'm talking about people that are like 20 and under. You know, they use that word so flippantly that it's just like whatever. So all the a lot of the racial stuff is being desensitized. So when somebody does come out and, they you know, they're talking about black people and they use the word hang or lynch or, you know, something like that, it's all like, oh wait, that's right. I forgot. We we can't be so comfortable. I forgot. Sorry. You know what I mean? And it's just like you know the chick, just like the chick that made the comment about Tiger Woods. You know, her and Tiger Woods probably do have those you know conversations amongst each other where you know they crack on each other's race or vice versa or whatever the case may be. 
You know what I'm saying? Me and my wife do it sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But what happens is that you can't translate that to the public because not everybody is ready for that. And that's what's happening is everybody's going out there and getting so damn comfortable. I'm blaming the fact that uh, the word, the N-word is, is allowed to be used. Right. Because once you're allowed to use that word, you know, everything else is free free for all. That's why when Imus said what he said, I was like, well, are you really shocked? I mean, we're, we're, we're justifying us as, as Black people are justifying anyone calling, you know, using the N-word. Everyone's like, oh, it's an outdated word, blah, 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 blah. But the, the root of it is still there. Where it came from and the fact that it's a, neg- it's a negative word, it's, 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 it's still there. Right. So. I mean, but that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's my thing with it, too, is, you know, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's hit the mainstream. So it's like. You know what I mean? You took you took that word and you, you, you filtered it in the water that everybody's drinking, and everybody's drinking it. So how do you expect people not to use it for, you know what I mean? So I don't know. But, you know, when Bill O'Reilly, you know, when he came up with his thing, and he was talking about uh, Michelle Obama and the whole lynching party comment, mm-hmm. like, you know, he's like, I'm not going to hold out a lynching party for Michelle Obama unless, and then he started going on saying something else. Like, when he said lynching party in that sense, I didn't get offended. Because I didn't, you know, I I thought he meant, I mean, I took it as, you know, saying, oh, he took her, you know, you know, kind of like hanging out the dry kind of thing, like leaving her out there, like in the open. Yeah, because a lot of people don't seem to like her for some reason. Yeah, like, what's up with that? You know what it is, yo? I'm telling you. And, like, now I'm starting to The Omarosa complex, the fact that that African-American women tend to be, uh, categorized as angry, loud, and and demanding women. That or, you know, they really, you know, the black man is on the bottom of the total pole. And the black woman is higher than the black man. So they probably figure if they can bring her down, they can bring him down. Um, I don't I don't know if that's in their psyche or not or what the plan is, but there's a plan. There's a plan to somehow ruin and corrupt the Obamas um, in some way, shape, or form. And I'm starting to believe what my mom said now, you know, a couple months ago in June. She told me, you know, she don't think that they're going to let Obama be president. And, like, you know, with all this stuff going on, I'm starting to think to myself, you know what, maybe they won't. I mean, just like you said, how can Fox, you know, put that thing up there on their marquee, you know, for the title, you know, Obama's baby mama? Like, how can they do that? Like, that's that's not only is that degrading, but it's it's it's, it's racist, it's it's uh, ignorant, it's all that stuff. And, they, and you know, I was watching the clip; they didn't do it once; they put it up there twice. Right. Like they showed. And, the and you know, the, the the person who came up with that had to get that approved by their boss, and their boss had to like, and that that right. definitely ran through a few channels before they actually placed it on that marquee. Right. And it wasn't like somebody, and you know, it couldn't have been, I mean, that's my thing too. Like, was there no black people working at Fox News that could say, hey, look, that's not right. Y'all might not want to do that. Y'all going to make a lot of people angry. Yeah, but do you really think they'd have a job after saying that? Um, come on, but now, now, this is, now this is the other thing. You could say that, but like, yo, come on, dignity now. Like, even if I'm a cameraman or, well, a cameraman wouldn't see that. Because they're, you know, they're doing, but somebody in that, in that, in that editing room or something, and it, it very well likely, or the newsroom, very well likely, it might not have been any black people, so that's fine. But, I mean, somebody, you know, somebody should have stepped up and said, hey, look, that's, you guys might want to be careful with that. And I'm not saying, you know, saying, hey, take it off and get all angry and start throwing stuff. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, just say, hey, look, you know what, you know, they might get a little bit angry about that. Y'all might want to run that again. But they ran it again. Like, if they would just ran it the first time, and they and it would have been like, oh, you know, maybe they caught it and realized, hey, wait, that might not be the best thing to put up there. But the second time when they ran it, that was like, that was really like a slap in the face to me because it's like, yo, what are you doing? Ew. Ew. It's like, are you serious? Um, yeah, Family Guy just completely ruined my night. <laughs> wow, what happened? Uh, my son's up here watching it, and uh, the one episode that I allowed him to sit up here and watch, they show a rear end having, like, a birthday party and, like, skating and, yeah, thanks, family guy, thanks. You know what's weird, though? And I was talking to a, a friend of mine who's got a two-year-old. My son is 18 months old, and he loves family guy. Like, you put it on and everything stops. He stops 
doing whatever he needs to do. And he watched his family guy. I don't let him watch it, but, like, you know, for the five, ten seconds that I find out that he's all quiet and watching it, I'm like, oh, wait. And I was talking to a buddy of mine, and uh, he was like, yo, his boy loves watching Family Guy, too. And we're just trying to figure out what what's up with that. I mean, not, because, I mean, yeah, it's a cartoon and everything, but my son doesn't watch all cartoons. But Family Guy, he'll stop on a drop of a dime and watch it. And the funny thing is, when we were when Family Guy actually was in its first run, and we were like we were supposed to be watching it, we didn't. That's why I wanted to be canceled. But then we go back and look at the episodes, and we get it now. I don't know. I, I, maybe it was ahead of its time, and the kids are on point now, like better than what we were when we were younger. But yeah, yeah. See, I think that's part of it. I think I think exactly what it is is that you know it was ahead of its time kind of thing. It was, you know, it's pretty groundbreaking. It's one of the things that probably should have been on cable because of some of the content. But I was surprised that it actually even made it on Fox. Yeah, well, you know, that was <laughs> that was when Fox was wild and crazy already. <laughs> Gotta love it though. I know, right? But, yeah, let's, let's, like, you know, it, it's kind of funny because, like, they don't know if they're going to attack Obama on a ghetto angle, you too black. You know, they tried to bring in the fist bump and say it was it was, it was terrorist. A terrorist fist, fist scab. That was, yeah, that was yeah, my favorite like, one, by the way. Like, are you serious? And then they showed a picture of, uh, and then uh, uh, Keith Oberman showed a picture of uh, George Bush and um, Anna Kornikova giving each other giving each other a terrorist fist jab. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just like, you know what I mean? So it's just, like, that's ridiculous. But So they don't know if they want to hit the ghetto roll, but you got to realize something, though. It is kind of ironic that this brother's name is Barack Hussein Obama. I mean, you got to think about it. One of the people that we just got rid of over in Iraq, Saddam Hussein, and then one of the guys who we still can't find who brought down part of Al-Qaeda and all that, Osama. It's a little close to Osama. Oh, oh yeah, by the way, supposedly he's dying again. Who, oh, Osama? Yeah. Uh, whatever. If they can't find him, I really don't really care what's going on. I mean, not that I don't care. You know what I mean. Find him and do whatever y'all going to do to him. Oh, that's just old. But, yeah, it's just kind of funny that his name is, you know, Barack Hussein Obama. And they ain't trying to cut. Oh yeah, by the way, he's got a website now. It's called fightthesmears.com. Yeah, I, I um, I uh, I posted about that too because there's so much going on being thrown at him. He has, he really has no choice. Right. He actually launched that website back when um, I reported on the story that they supposedly had a tape where she's saying Whitey, where his wife was saying Whitey. Right, right, right. Yeah, so that's when he actually that's launched right. the website. Yeah, it's got the truth, it's got this, you know, it's got it's got a lot of good stuff. So all you Obama supporters out there, if y'all want to give us a call, 646-716-8602, let us know if you think America is going to allow him to be president, you know, you know, because I, I don't know, you know, the, I think the, the government, you know, the government still runs the news and what we hear and what we see and all that other stuff on the news anyway. So, you know, it's just, it'll just be interesting to see, if, you know, how it all goes down in the end. Well, really well, to see. we'll see in what a year? No, maybe a year is it? Less than that. It'd be this year. Yeah. About four, four, five months. Wait, he needs to name a vice president <laughs> now. Yeah, he need to. He need to get on the ball with that. Cause he'll probably, um, he'll probably yeah. have one by the end of this month. It's July first. Yo, first of the month is a serious time, huh? Yeah. I thought first of the I thought first of the month was like only crucial for like people on welfare. Because no. a lot of because I, well, I went I went to go to the bank today, tried to deposit something in the bank. Yeah, right. I got out of my car and got right back in. I was like, forget that. All them damn people at the bank. And I consider myself I live in a pretty nice you know neighborhood, but still it was mad people in the bank, yo. First of the month, I'm like, what y'all doing here in the first of the month? Like, do, did everybody get their check on Sunday? Yeah, I, my my previous job, I was paid on the 15th and the 30th of every of the month. So, the 30th hit on a Friday, then my check would be there, you know, the first. 
But then you have like, or on a Saturday or on a Sunday. Huh? What about direct deposit? Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, direct deposit. So if I physically want to get more money out instead of going to a Mac machine, well, no. I never. I let me start over. I hate people. So I don't go to a teller ever. Like I don't. I don't do face-to-face transactions in the bank unless it's really? very, very complicated that I can't take care of through a Mac machine. But, you know, if I was one of those people who needed to talk to people and deal with people, then that's how I would do it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I go, I go to the teller just because I used to I, – sometimes, I mean, it depends. Like, I, if there's nobody online at the ATM machine, you know, then I will go ahead and – go through the ATM, but most of the time, you know, sometimes I got some big, pretty, you know, some nice size checks that I just want to make sure I get deposited right away, and I will go to a teller. But when they tell me I should get in another line because they got too much ca- cash to count, that's when I'll be ready to break through that bulletproof glass and smack the hell out of them. Because we, yeah, we, we, we got a fast lane over here. Like, we got a fast express lane, like, for just one deposit only. And, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll come up there with, like, you know, because I bartend, I'll go in there with, like, you know, maybe five, six hundred dollars in cash. And you know, the, you know, I might only have like maybe three twenties and a couple hundreds, but the rest of it is fives and tens and ones. So, you know, they gotta count that. And they like and then one dude there's one time the dude gonna tell me, Oh, you you should have got another line with this, now you're gonna slow up the line, I gotta count all this money. I was like, dude I mean I almost slipped up and got real 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 ignorant on him. But I caught myself I was like, yo man, just I ain't say nothing, but what I wanted to say was you better count that money and shut up and do your job. Your job is to count money and deposit it. Thank you. You don't sit there and tell me I should get in another line. Oh, boy, you know. And next thing you know, you ain't calling in on a Tuesday because you locked up. And they got you for terrorist yeah, threat. That's why I'm good. That's why, exactly why I'm good. Speaking of I'm going to take up, a break. And we're going yeah, to take, right. take a break and play a song. Then we're going to come back and talk about the topic, which is like moving on. All right. Moving on. All right, here's the song. Hold on. Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now.
do you think that I are? The kind that you meet in a bar? You think you can get whatever you want, cause you're some kind of star. No, I'm a comment, I just want your woman. Hey, if I were you, it would be me that I go home with. Three, the one and only, one thing you ain't considered. I heard you when you told your girl, ooh, we can get it. Admit it, you did it. Let's have a cab and split it. I'm kidding, we broke coins to where you living. <laughs> I got you giggling like a piglet. Oh, that's the ticket. I hope you're more like Anita Baker than Robert Gibbons. No, I don't know that lady, so let me quit it. I'm just style free and freestyling with myself. Um, John Legend and Andre 3000 Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm ready to go right now Huh? I think I'm ready to go right now You're ready to go right now Yeah Well, uh, I play that in the spirit of the fact that uh, John Legend's performing here for the 4th of July Oh, he's going to be in Philly for the 4th, huh? Uh-huh, he's going to do the, the, the concert The big concert right before the fireworks fireworks and get the hell out. Because <laughs> all that bang, there's going to be some bang bang and it ain't going to be no no beautiful fireworks. All right, I'll tell you that. We have now, crossing my fingers as I say this, we've never had an incident. Where? On the parkway? Yes. Good. I'm just talking about those bullets that go up in the air from people shooting off their bullets on the block. Just say it. It happens in North Philly. People usually come back down in North Philly. Too. Yeah. Anyway. So you want to talk about moving on, huh? Yeah, yeah. Getting out of bad situations. All right. So now, when you when you talk about getting out of bad situations and moving on, when you say a significant other, how significant are we talking here? Are we talking about just like significant other, as in relationship-wise, like intimate relationship, or are we talking about significant other, as in like a best friend or a brother or a sister? Like, how are we talking? Or are you just talking in general? Well, both actually. I mean, there's different dynamics for both of them. Of course. But, um, you know, when it comes down to the intimate things, obviously those ties are typically easier to cut than relatives. You think so? So, you know, when you say, huh? I said you think so, huh? Well, I mean, you unless you have children, you have no real ties with that person. Like, there's no reason why you would have to keep speaking to them. If it was, like, to the point where you could not deal with that person anymore, but but sometimes you know you might have been so in love with them. Maybe if you were if you were let's say you were married to that person for ten years and still had no kids, that's a you know that's a thing. That's a that's a that's some pretty deep doo doo. Well, you know when you time. get married, you you're tied you know credit wise and everything, so that actually kind of follows you for a minute. So there is there are ties there. I'm talking about you know. Not to the point where you got married or anything like that. Okay. There's nothing, in, yeah. You don't have first and last name, and so forth and so on. So what, what, what's, what's, give us a situation that John and Joan might be in that uh, that that they need to get out of. What is what is that? What's, what's okay, well, John and Joan are together. Joan is cheating on John. Has been the entire time. It's been to the fact to the point where you know she Wait, has Joan, dealt with one. Joan is, you said you said Joan is cheating on John. Yeah. Okay. Um, to the point where she slept with a coworker, she slept with a friend of his, not coworker of hers. Like a like a mutual friend. 
No, a friend of his. A friend of his. Mm-hmm. And 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 John and is still cool with this dude, cause he don't obviously don't know. He has a suspicion. Okay. Okay. You know, as anybody who gets cheated on tend to have. Right. So now, do John do John know he getting cheated on? He's just suspicious at this point. Uh, at this point, he knows. And he's just trying to he's just trying to let it go. But obviously, he's having issues with it. Because you know, most guys who go through situations like that, what do they do? Well, I mean. I mean, obviously, it's the, obviously the issue is, you know, how much you care for this person. I mean, I don't, I don't know if there are other ties, like, you know, live together and, you know, because, I, I mean, I think about it sometimes, you know, I'm like, you know, God forbid something ever happened in my marriage. Like, one of the worst things I would have to think about, you know, forget alimony and child support, whatever, because I'm not, first of all, I'm not paying child support. I'm not going through the system. But, like, the thing is, is, like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, after eight years, I've been splitting rent. Now I got to pay a rent by myself. Like, you know what I mean? Okay, let's add a scenario where she wasn't financially helping you out either. Okay. So, you know, say the woman's living off well, of you then, and did all this then, stuff. Then the, then the only thing that's the only thing that's keeping you from moving on is the love, 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 L O V E. What the world needs now. Oh, well, let me ask you this. Another love song. <laughs> yes. Well, okay, you say that the love that you have for that person, blah, 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 but is love mutual? Can you call it love if the person doesn't play? I think so. I think I think you can love somebody without somebody loving you. Um. I mean, like, the, my thing is this, like, what is love? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, sometimes I consider love, like, you know, would you cry at my funeral? Like, you know what I mean? If you would cry at my funeral, then I think you love me. Like, that's just for me personally, honestly. That's the way I think. If you would cry for me at my funeral, then I honestly, I would say in my mind that you loved me. Not that you got to be in love with me or whatever, but I'm just saying you would, you love me. Now, in love and love, as I'm sure many of us would agree, is two totally different things. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I think I think you can be in love with somebody if that person is not in love with you, and I think you can love somebody if that person doesn't love you. <laughs> I don't I don't think they I don't think love is a what would it be a two way street, a highway. I don't know. <laughs> Carpool lane? No, I think it, you know. Carpool lane. <laughs> carpool lane. I mean, yeah. There's a T-shirt. Love is a carpool lane. Uh, you know what? That's that's a great little slogan right there. Love is a carpool <laughs> lane. Y'all heard it right here. This this show can be downloaded and streamed. So love is a carpool lane. If anybody goes out there and I see something like an Urban Outfitters or something that's got a T-shirt that say Love is a carpool lane, I'm coming after you for my royalties. Cause you heard it here first. It's cool. I'm, I'm gonna go on. The, I'm gonna design a T-shirt and you know have a link and then we can sell it. We'll split the profit. profit. How about that? All right, done. And put put WLPR on the back. Done. Okay. So yeah. So like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like seriously, I don't think that you have to, you know, be, you know. But see, but that's where that's where the danger is though, is when you're in love with somebody and that person's not in love with you and that person doesn't return the feelings. Hmm. So if you were in that situation, would you just ride it out and hope the person would come around? No, because that's not my personality. That's not my personality. I'm 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 not going to sit there and ride it out and hope for you to come around. I'm gonna come at you and be like, "Yo, what's going on? What's up? Is this what you're doing? All right, then we need to end this or figure out if this is something that you want. You know what I mean? Are you a type of person?" You know, because sometimes people might find later on in relationships that they, they are not a monogamous type of person. You might think you're a monogamous type of person, but you might not be a monogamous person in the end. You know, you might think you, you might, you know, think, you know, you might be a, 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 a
semi-monogamous or part-time monogamous, where, you know, you can be with somebody for five to ten years, just one person. But after that, no matter how much you love the person, but you might just need somebody else. You might just get bored with that person, and it's not has nothing to do with that person. It just has to do with you. You might just want other people. Um, wow. So you know me. You know what I mean. And and, and I and I, I believe in I believe in all that stuff. I mean, as I get older, I realize that you know, all that stuff I think is out there. Um, you know, putting 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 religion aside. Um, you know, because people a lot. I, believe, I do believe that a lot of people train themselves religiously to think certain ways. Um, and, and I, you know, and, and when you take when you t- if you take that aspect out of it and you and you live for who you are without any outside influence and religion is an influence um i believe that you know you can there are people out there who you know can only do monogamy for a few years some people could do monogamy for a lifetime you know but i but i, I but i also do believe that you know as human beings we all struggle with that with monogamy whether it's a thought or uh or something as small as a thought to the point where you actually act on it, whether it's something that comes in the first two years of marriage or two years of relationship to 20 to 50 years into a relationship. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe that it's all there. It's just in our animal instinctual bloods. But um, like I said, in that situation, I, I wouldn't be able to sit back and just let it ride out. Because you know what? Life is too short, people. Like, life is really too short. Like, if you're in a relationship where it's not going anywhere and you know it's not going to go anywhere, then why stay there? So how do you know it's not going to go anywhere? People know. People know. I, I mean, I, I've had a couple friends where, you know, they tell me, yeah, I'm with this dude and I know he's not right for me, but I'm, you know, but I'm just going to ride it out. Like, what, what, kind of, what kind of stuff is that? Like, who says that? I'm, I've been with well, just because they say it doesn't mean they believe it. Do these people believe it? And this is my thing. Like, how can you say it? Like, I'm talking about I'm talking about people that have been together for like five, six years that are still saying this, still going through the same stuff that they went through in the first year of their relationship, but still going through it six years later, and know that that person is not healthy for them as a person, but they're too scared to move on. See, that's what it is. You want to talk about moving on, you got to worry about being scared to move on, okay? Because I'm going to tell you like this. I would not want to be out there in the single world. I'm sorry. It's tough. Gee, thanks. I, I, I'm just saying because it's tough. You, I mean, do you think it's tough out there in the single world to find uh, Yeah, somebody, I know it is. You know what I mean? Find somebody that's legit. Find somebody that just don't want you for what you got on the outside. Find somebody that, that, that you know, that wants you and your kid to find somebody that, that, that wants you and whatever baggage you got. You know what I mean? And the older we get, the more bags we got, the more stuff we got in our bags. You know what I'm saying? And people got people to gotta realize that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And that's, and that's where it is. So age is part of it, too. You know what I'm saying? If you're talking about people, you know, we, I'm sure we both got friends that are anywhere from the ages of, you know, 21 and 40. And... You know, if you talk about somebody that's like 35 years old and they've been with this person for four or five years, you know, you know, it's a scary thing to leave somebody you've been with after all that time and jump back out there in the pond at, at 35. You know what I mean? You got a lot of stuff you got to get together. You might got to start going back to the gym. You know what I mean? You might got to you, you got to start doing different things with your money. You got to go out and buy new clothes because what happens is we get in these relationships and we get comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? You look at some of my pictures, you know, I end up, I got people commenting on me, you know, on MySpace saying, oh, fruit bag, how many bellies you got now? You know what I mean? But guess what, people? I've been working now, and I've lost <laughs> 21 pounds this year, so, uh, take that. I will oh, well, congratulations. Well, you got to remember, we were all six in high school, though. We were all really, really small, minus the right. thing you said to me in, high, in, in class. I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Nobody knows what you're talking about. Um, got me wearing so, parachute pants. <laughs> which didn't really 
help your situation, by the way. But anyway. Um, oh, so, like, I was living in the comfort that, that it was helping. No, 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 no. That's another thing. That's another thing women need to realize, okay? Um, because I'm going to tell you something. One of the fattest, one of the fattest um, anuses that I've seen in the world or in the country, and I've traveled the country a few times, has been on a white woman, okay? One of the fattest I've ever seen. Not only that, but she was wearing baggy khakis. As to, I don't know, try to hide it or whatever. Women, if you have junk in the trunk, there is no pants that can hide what's in your junk. Okay? There is no pants that can hide it. You know why? Because it's, unless you buy pants that are way too big for you, and none of y'all women do that because y'all don't want to feel fat in the first place, but... If you do that, guess what? There's nothing that can hide what you got, especially if your butt is legit. If your butt's legit, it's okay, because if you got one of those butts that's like when you squeeze it into the jeans, it looks like a good butt, but when you take it out, it just drops all down into your thigh, then that's not a good butt. But when you got a good butt that can stand on its own, it don't matter what kind of pants you wear, parachute pants, a mini skirt, or, you know, jeans. It don't matter. So... Get that out your head. I know we only got a few seconds left or minutes left in the show right now. Oh, wow. Time flew. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you. It flies flies fast every week, dude. Every week. But, yeah, so, like, you know, get out of a relationship relationship as quick as you can because every day that you stay in it or don't try to work on making it better, you're taking time from – Something that you're taking time from your happiness. You're blo- you're, I tell people this, you're blocking your blessings. Yeah, if you're well, dealing with a situation that's really preventing you from doing other things in life, be it see people that make you happy, um, hang out with your family, hang out with your friends, if you're doing anything that's stopping you from doing that, like such as being in a relationship with someone who alienates you from people, family, and friends and makes you completely miserable, then you need to get out of it because you're blocking your blessings. Definitely. And, and another thing is, too, is, like, you'd be surprised, like, when you get everything in line and in order, you know, what Q was talking about blocking your blessings is, like, you might be blocking your blessings from being happy with a person, but just being happy with a person can open up so many other blessings and stuff that you have in your way. So blocking your blessings is actually a beautiful way of, 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 of saying that because, you know, when you when you got everything in line, when your life is in line, when your job is in line, your money's in line, your relationship is in line, everything just goes straight, and you don't have to worry about veering off the road, and it's just an easy road. So yeah, blocking your blessings, I like that. We should make a T-shirt. <laughs> that was. I know, right? Here's another one. Don't block your blessings. Love is a carpool lane. Drive safely. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll do that. I, know, I, got, we screen, do that. I, got, I got I got screen printing places out here. We need to make that happen. You have what? Love is a carpool lane. That's hot. Love is a carpool lane. It don't block your blessings. Well, see, we got to be careful with that though. Love is a carpool lane thing because you know it just says two or more. You know we don't need three people up in the car, four people up in the car. You know sometimes. You hey, it depends. If you're a swinger, then everything goes. Hey, holla at your boy. Your boy. You better not say that. No, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just, that, no, I'll, oh, is there something I don't know that we need to talk about off air and then have a swinger show next week? Are we, are we off the air yet? <laughs> We're not streaming, but uh, if you download the show, you can hear the ending. Okay, well, yeah. All I'm going to say is don't let the smooth taste fool you. Huh? All I'm going to say is don't let the smooth taste fool you. Okay, um, anyway, that, that concludes our show this week. Wow, we need to talk later. Um, thank you for uh, joining us for WLPR. I'm a little thrown off right now. I'm a little off kilter. But um, we'll, we'll hear from you next week, hopefully. Thank you for joining us. It's your girl, Q. And I'm Farouk. And, uh, yeah, we'll probably have a swinger show next week. Peace.